Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. About 80% of the global population lives in countries that are net importers of fossil fuels. That's about 6 billion people who are dependent on fossil fuels from other countries, which makes them vulnerable to geopolitical shocks and crises. In contrast, renewable energy sources are available in all countries, and the potential is yet to be fully harnessed. The International Renewable Energy Agency, IRENA, estimates that 90% of the world's electricity can and should come from renewable energy by 2050. Renewables offer a way out of import dependency, allowing countries to diversify their economies and protect them from the unpredictable price swings of fossil fuels. While driving inclusive economic growth, new jobs and poverty alleviation, Cultural Survival attended COP27 in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt in November 2022 and we spoke to indigenous delegates at the conference. My name is great-grandmother Mary Lines. That is my uh, given name. Um, my name in my Anishinaabe uh, is Second Water Woman. I come from Turtle Island. My father was First Nations Ojibwe. My mother is stateside Ojibwe. Um, one of the reasons why I feel that it's important for us to be uh, within COP is that they need to hear Indigenous voices because we make up the majority of the planet and we are the original caretakers and gardeners of our lands. We've never felt to be pushed into a, a movement of plenty. We were very comfortable as being family, farmers, and, and just being within who we are as uh, peoples. Um, with copier, one of the things that I've seen throughout the years in that there is that um, not much has changed, but it seems that it's growing more and more. But before I move on, one of the things that I feel is very important is the rights of nature, because without the rights of nature, there can be no us. You know, we can fight for our rights, but if the rights of nature isn't there for us to live upon, then it's pointless. So we have to be recognized, and we have to also be recognized that this breath, this air that we must take care of, you know, if, if we keep putting everything in this air, all human life, all tree life, all animal life, you know, everything is going to be affected by it. Also, you know, when you start breaking into the ground and out there, you're going to start disturbing memory of the water and out there because the water comes with underneath the earth and out there, and it's kind of like a straw. And if you cut those trees and everything down, that water is not going to have any place and that relationship to go to. So when that goes, it turns into sand. Um, and I, what I want to see is that I think the biggest fear for for the hierarchy, whoever is making these decisions and keeping us indigenous people down, is that they really need to know our young people are coming up and um, they're not going to buy into, they're not going to buy into this nonsense that they've been pushing on us because they're coming up in forces because not only are they realizing air, water, fire and earth shows no prejudice, they're uh, uniting and um, they are becoming 
humanity as it was once uh, introduced to us. We're, we're, we're no longer standing in that division for them to, to keep us in these segregate places and this stuff and telling us that we are the less of. No, we're the majority of the people, the original gardeners. We know the organic lifestyles. We are the seed holders and we must stand strong and protect that. For more on the rights of indigenous peoples, visit cs.org and follow Cultural Survival on Facebook and Twitter.